Win big in 2023 with rotoballer.com's MLB Premium Pass. It includes our preseason draft kit, 15 exclusive lineup tools, and the Team Sync platform. Get customized rankings for your specific league format. Sync your leagues with Team Sync and use our new live draft assistant. Then get customized advice for your scoring settings. Get a discount for any MLB Premium Pass using my code SAMSKI. Just visit rotoballer.com, sign up today, and start rotoballing like a boss. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Catcher's Corner. I'm your, co- I'm your host, Eric Samolski, joined by my co-host, Sammy Ackley. Sammy, we've had three days of Major League Baseball. I'm, I'm all about it. Pitch clock has been fantastic. You know, if you blink, you might miss a stolen base. You might miss a, you might miss the entire game, dude. Like seriously, that Yankee game was what, like two hours and ten minutes the other day? It's insane. I'm looking at this and I'm like, wow. Uh, you know, I was listening to local sports talk and they were talking about how uh, they're noticing the impact of the pitch clock because they're not using their phone. Uh, during the game as much like and that's i think that's great for engagement it's been it's been it's been great to be able to sit there and like mm-hmm. hey a pitch is coming a pitch is coming a pitch is coming and these long pauses are gone i think they've done a great job at, at, at repackaging this game for real yeah and and i think like you know even the players like did you hear salvador perez was basically like i think this is going to add like two years onto my career because he's yeah. like as a as a catcher the shorter the innings are and the shorter the games are, the less strain I'm putting on my knees and my body and the more likely I'll be able to play for longer. Um, yeah. It's, a, it's interesting to hear guys talk about, to like actual players talk about that too. Yeah, no, you know, that was, I was watching the um, uh, Blue Jays Cardinals game yesterday. And I think the announcers, the broadcasters had mentioned something similar where, you know, um, they think that this might lead to less injuries on a whole because guys aren't, you know, standing around uh, in in the dead period, uh, waiting for something to happen. They're constantly being, you know, moving around. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it took a while for us to get something like this instituted in the game. I know they talked about it for a couple of years, but now that it's here, I, it's definitely here to stay for sure. Yeah, and also like, listen, MLB. I'll give them two for two also because MLB TV now has what they call big inning, which is like their version of red zone. And I was watching four games at once yesterday and they just switch from game to game, depending on like it bat and, um, yeah. you know, and, and uh, uh, situation and all four games right. are up on the screen at the same time. And it's like, That's okay, nice. so this, like, you're just making That's the nice. product m- yeah. more enjoyable and easier to, say, to, to use. I'm going to, I'm going to piggyback. I'm going to piggyback off of that and, and kind of mention something that Paul Sporer uh, tweeted about. The MLB app is terrible. Like, I don't know. The, what app, the app itself. Yeah, the yeah, app yeah. itself. It's the, the idea of the app obviously makes sense, but the implementation of it, like what they, they keep trying to change things every year. And it's like every year it gets, it gets worse. Like, yeah. I don't know why I have to connect to MLB film room to watch highlights. It makes yeah. no sense. No, it's terrible. Um, So we're going to do, we're starting something, we're recording this on Sunday morning, uh, so we're starting something called the Sunday Six, and Sammy and I are going to give you six starting pitchers that we think, um, six starting pitchers who are under 50% rostered in Yahoo formats, 
who we think should be on more rosters. Um, just a quick little waiver wire guide heading into your week. Uh, sometimes it'll be because guys have really good matchups coming up. Sometimes it'll just be because we think that they're talented pitchers and, you know, they should be on rosters. Um, sometimes it'll be because that maybe a prospect that's going to get called up. Uh, so these will be short episodes, probably 20 or 30 minutes, uh, just a way for you to quickly kind of listen and, and, you know, add some guys to your, your waiver wire priority list on Sunday night. Um, Eric, Eric, Sammy. We, we, there needs to be a disclaimer here. We are not a political talk show because that uh, Sunday six on a Sunday morning sounds like a political show. I just want to, you think so? No, it does. Sunday six, the five on Fox. I mean, come on. That's that I'm doing my job because now I'm making I'm making catchy media products. It's I like beautiful. It. I like it. Um, so you're starting us off with somebody who we actually talked about last year when he debuted, um, and we were intrigued by him, uh, and now he's become kind of a darling. So who's who's the first name we're talking about? Uh, I think the first name I wanted to start off with was. Uh, are we talking about Bradish? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna start with Bradish. Um, you know. Really interested in him last year. I think he made some certainly he made some changes uh, to his pitch mix. I think you know uh, the slider is real. Um, you know I think he's got to get off that fastball, uh, which you know got hit pretty hard uh, last year. Um, you know won the won the rotation spot. Uh, you know and I just think that there's you know some changes that he made uh, that is going to make him a, a mainstay in that rotation. And, and there's just something about the Orioles. That I feel like there's, there's some juice to them right now. I think, uh, you know, the lineup is pretty good, um, with all this young talent that they've got as well as some veteran laden talent. But, um, I think they, I, I think Bradish has a chance to stick. Uh, I, I like the fact that he made changes and there were some, certainly some, uh, nice results off of that. And I think something that he, he, he was continuing into the spring. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one of the changes you're talking about is obviously like he, the fastball in, you know, he went from throwing it about 50% of the time. And by the end of the year was throwing it 30% of the time up the slider usage brought in like a sinker. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, especially with that idea of getting off the the fastball. Um, For sure. And he was definitely a darling and getting picked up in a lot of places. But again, as Sammy pointed out, these are all guys who are under 50% rostered in Yahoo formats, which means depending on your league type, he is still available. Um, and Bradish uh, on Monday, he'll start the year against the uh, Rangers and then yep. he'll get the Yankees on Sunday. So it's not the easiest two matchups, but he is a two start pitcher. So if you're in a league that has, you know, a weekly lineup lock, um, there's something interesting there just because, you know, you get two starts for him. I mean, it, it was kind of difficult to come up with this because, you know, because there were a lot of names that haven't pitched yet mm-hmm. that I really wanted to see how they took, uh, you know, how they took their changes in spring training or from last year and in- implemented it during the season when, where things are, uh, you know, serious. So yeah, um, we've got some guys today that, uh, that are pitching today that they can give us a little bit more of an idea of what they're, what they're working with. Yeah. Um, one of the guys I have started yesterday, um, and it's Zach Eflin and Zach Eflin happens to be my most rostered player, um, in all my leagues. And for me, it started just being like when the Rays spend the most money they've ever spent to bring in a free agent, you take note of it because they're obviously very kind of meticulous in their decisions and they're very frugal. And if they're going to pony up, it's because they, they think that they see something that's worth it. Um, and Eflin looked good in that first start. Granted, it was against the Tigers. Um, 
But, you know, 29% whiff rate, um, 34% CSW, gave up one run in five innings, struck out five. Um, and then uh, Lance Brodowski, who I who I really like as a follow on Twitter, and I would kind of highly recommend that you follow him if you don't, pointed something out that I think will be curious to watch in Eflin's uh, subsequent starts, which is basically that, like, the – Eflin started throwing he they had the Rays adjusted his changeup and in his debut he was throwing a changeup that got actually more backspin than his sinker um and so he referred to it as a reverse changeup because it actually wasn't really dropping as much as his changeup previously had um mm -hmm. and his his thought Lance Brozdowski's thought was that they're using the changeup as kind of like a forcing changeup to replace Eflin's fastball because Eflin like didn't throw the fastball in his first start. Right. So he's throwing a sinker, which has more drop than his changeup. And he's throwing basically a flat straight changeup and a sinker with actual, with more movement and then throwing his cutter and that curveball that everybody loves. And the changeup got five whiffs on six swings in the first start. So I'm just curious to see how that works. But for me, it's like good team, good park to pitch in, organization that really wanted him and paid up to get him. Yeah. Always had it, always had intriguing raw stuff. So I'm curious to see what the Rays do with him. Yeah, I mean, we we've talked about this, I think, in the past. I think there are certainly uh organizations or, or teams that you kind of understand that when they get a hold of somebody with some foundational skills that need you know, just a minor tweak in, in how they approach uh, their business. I think you take notice, you know, I think the San Francisco Giants are one of these teams that do that. You know, certainly Tampa does that uh, a lot. You've seen that in their history. They've, they've, they've taken guys and, and really all on the pitching side. So, you know, when a guy like Eflin, you know, when they pay up, you certainly, you know, it makes you raise your eyebrows a little bit and say, hey, they may they, they see something that they can tweak. They see something they can build on. Um, so it, it's an encouraging first step, I think, to see Eflin kind of uh, implement those changes and have success. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to move. We each have a lefty coming up in the middle. Um, so who's yeah, your second? But, who's your second guy? Uh, Justin Steele of the Cubs. You know, um, saw him pitch yesterday. Uh, six innings, gave up three hits, one walk, no earned runs, punched out eight uh, against the pretty decent offensive team in Milwaukee uh slider was devastating um I think his slider got like a 42 percent CSW last night yesterday um his fastball was like somewhere in the low 30s like 32 percent which I thought was pretty impressive given that you know um we're talking we're going to be talking about a lot of guys that need to move off their fastball um mm -hmm. and he was somebody that, that that uses his fastball effectively off of that slider um you know, uh, I just thought – I just think that he's got, you know, uh, two good solid pitches. Uh, his actual slider got a 40% CSW yesterday and the fastball got a 32, so I wasn't far off. Um, you know, certainly, you know, he's got a rotation spot. This is – you know, opportunity is one thing. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure is, – uh, is Wrigley like an – considered an offensive park or a neutral park? Like which one is it? I'll look it up right now. Um, yeah, while, I'm not while sure. You're while you're talking about it, I will just mention that he's only 31% rostered in Yahoo League. So I think people are going to be like, oh, my God, you know, Justin Steele, everybody, you know, has Justin Steele on their team. Um, yeah. But but no, uh, they don't. 
Yeah, um, I think I think you can. So get... Wrigley, the answer to your question is Wrigley over the last three years uh, ranks seventeenth in park factors when it comes um, to so home run, to home to home runs. Yeah. Um. So for power, um, and it ranks twentieth in batting average. Um, okay. And over overall, according to Statcast, it ranks twenty second in offensive park factor. So it is okay, a, so it, it it's skews a pitcher more pitching pro. friendly. Pitcher okay. park, right? So I I think a lot of those factors, right? You know, opportunity. I think there's a foundational skill set here. I think the guy's got two solid pitches uh, that he can work off of. Um, you know, so you know, any and he's a young guy that had some reasonable success at the end of last year that I think may be able to carry over. And I think that Cubs team is a little bit better than it was last year with Swanson in there. Um, you know, and 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 the park itself. So, uh, you know, you know, I like the opportunity. And I like the skill set. So if you know, I'm going with Justin Steele for my second guy here. Yeah, and he uh, will pitch on Friday again, um, and that's against the Rangers. And I should note that Zach Eflin's next start is against Oakland. Um, so you definitely want that. Uh, my guy, my lefty, it's Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, and I should say, I think you should pick up Eduardo Rodriguez and I don't think you should start him this week against the Houston Astros in Houston. Um, but I just think that Rodriguez is somebody who deserves to be on more rosters. I covered him um in my Rotoball article for pitchers that are currently being going outside of the top 180 pitchers, um, sorry, top 180 overall. Um, sorry, I'm I'm like reading backwards. Sorry, so don't uh, a top the top 108. He's going outside of the top 108 pitchers drafted. Eduardo Rodriguez in March was the 129th pitcher off the board in in most NFBC uh, NFBC drafts. So he's going super late. Um, he got COVID in 2020. He had heart issues, which led to a poor 2021. He had some mental health um, issues, which is why he kind of went AWOL on Detroit last year. It was like away from the team for a while. So there that was some a crazy off- story, by the way. That yeah, was a crazy story. There's some off-field things, but like he, for all, for all the reports in the off-season were that he seems to be, he's back in camp and seems to be focused and energized and ready to go. So like I'm, I'm t- trying to talk about him as a talent, right? He was a top 50 starting pitcher being drafted as a top 50 starting pitcher prior to the COVID season, where again, he got COVID and had heart issues and was out for like a long time. Right. He's thrown over 200 innings before, so he should be able to get 150, 160, et cetera. Um, before the COVID year, and then even in 2021, where he wasn't particularly good, he had over 10 strikeouts per nine. Um, and he hasn't uh, dipped below 25% strikeout rate in four years prior to that really down year last year. Um, last year's changeup allowed a 304 batting average and a 565 slugging percentage, but just a 227 expected batting average and a 372 expected slugging percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a 26.5% whiff rate on the changeup. The changeup is his best pitch. It was still good last year, just had bad luck on mm-hmm. it um you know saris is like pitch mix uh p- stuff plus pitching plus metrics like him he has a 40 104.4 pitching plus um really good location fastball velocity has been pretty good this spring like around 93 which for eduardo rodriguez is, is good if he's still right. around 93 and has that plus change up um so listen i think eduardo rodriguez could be a three six three seven era pitcher 
um, with a 25% strikeout rate and pitching in a, in a good pitcher's park. And I think that's worthy of being on more rosters than he's currently on. You may not start him every start, but I think he's de- he deserves to be on your team. I feel like we talk about Eduardo Rodriguez as some kind of sleeper pitcher every year, though. Right? Doesn't it feel and like that? It feels like yes. every year yeah. Eduardo is a, a, a sleeper pitcher. And I think that's because, um, well, first of all, every year when you think about it, it's really just been like these these last three years when we talk about him like bouncing back because there were he wasn't a sleeper pitcher when he was really performing for the Red Sox. And then we kept thinking, oh, he's going to get back. He's going to get back. He's going to get back. And he hasn't. Um, but I'm just banking on him even getting back partially to what he was um and you know we call guys sleepers because we think that there's there's good potential in their raw stuff um and those guys i just i don't think that he's somebody we should be totally forgetting about is basically my point uh we're gonna end we each got a little bit of a young gun um so who is your young gun that we should be rostering I hope Brian Cashman's listening to this. To be honest, because uh, uh, this per this young gun was traded for uh, Jameson Tyone, uh, unfortunately for the Yankees. Uh, Rowanzi, am I saying it? Rowanzi Contreras. I think it's Ronzi, but it might be Rowanzi. Ronzi, you have to Ronzi, look it up. Ron, can I whitewash it and go Ron? It's called sure. Ron. Ron, sure. Whitewash Ron Contreras. Yeah, I think, again, you know, we're talking about, you know, we're identifying pitchers that, for me, when we identify, when I identify a pitcher, I look for opportunity, right? And I, you know, there's no more better opportunity to, you know, get close to 140 innings than on the Pirates, right? They, they, they have holes everywhere. They, they need their young guys to step up. Uh, I think he certainly has two legitimate pitches with his slider and his curveball. I think two of those pitches are killer in his repertoire is fat like we keep talking about these fastballs not being effective and i think he's one of those guys mm-hmm. that uh needs to lay off even though you know he's got he, last year he threw it he had you know got it for 20.3 percent and called strikes but you know i mean they hit it pretty hard uh even though he's throwing it close to like 96 miles per, per hour on average um but certainly you know the other two the other two guys i think had a two-pitch repertoire you know, um, where one of them is their fastball, so it's like, you know, fastball plus one. Uh, this guy's got a fastball plus two, right, even though the fastball isn't that great. He's got curveball and the slider. Uh, both of those pitches, the slider last year was at a 33.4% CSW, according to Alex Chamberlain's pitch leaderboard, uh, and the cur- and the curveball was at uh, 32 and a half. So, you know, you really want to see pitches that, you know, are at 30% or higher. Those are kind of your, your standout pitches, uh, with the CSW, so I think he's got two of those things working for him. The opportunity is there, uh, and I think he's being devalued because of you know you know the team he's on. I think a lot of people take him team contacts and say, "Oh, the Pirates aren't good. Why would I want a pitcher who's not good on a bad team? A, a pitcher on a bad team? They're not going to get me mm-hmm. wins." But I think there's underlying value there. If um, since there is an opportunity, um, he threw what like ninety plus innings last year. Uh, could reasonably get somewhere around 140 innings, 130, somewhere in that range, if he's healthy. Um, and I think that there's certainly a skill set with his curveball and a slider. Yeah, and he threw 
I should say he threw 95 innings in the majors last year, but he threw 35 yeah. innings in triple A. So he was right. already up at like 130 innings last year. Yeah, 120. Yeah. So, so 140, 150. 150. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is not, is not out of, if he stays healthy, obviously. Um, But that's not, that's not out of the realm of possibility. Right. And I think like the wins thing is a component, but also like we don't want to overvalue it because there are a lot of pitchers on bad teams who still squeak their way to like eight to 10. Yeah. Wins. I mean, we, we talk um, about it all the time. Like you can, you can map out how to get win. like wins is not, you know, you can project wins like, like based on team factor. And I think, but I think sometimes, you know, a lot of players, fantasy players look at it and say, Oh, well, that's a category. This guy's not going to help me in that category, but right. you know, there are other categories that he maybe help, maybe he'll help you on, you know, strikeouts, you know, yeah, uh, Ray whip, you know, those are, those are categories too. So, um, yeah. I think, you know, it's somebody that, you know, certainly that under 50% roster that has the opportunity to go out there and be effective. Uh, and my last one is like, I'm barely getting this in under the wire because he's 49% rostered on Yahoo, um, which is Jared Schuster of the Braves. Um, I feel like you're cheating I, though. I feel like that's before cheating. I dive, it's a little bit cheating. Uh, before I dive in, actually, Ronzi Contreras, only 24% rostered in Yahoo format. So um, in shower formats, he's definitely on the wire. And, and worth picking up. Um, listen, Schuster dominated in the spring. Um, he earned the Braves' fifth rotation spot. And then Kyle Wright started the year on the IL. And so Schuster was kind of like the fourth in the rotation. And Dylan Dodd was the fifth in the rotation. And then Max Fried hurt his hamstring uh, fielding uh, on opening day. So Schuster now kind of has a little bit of a longer leash in the rotation. And he looked dominant in spring like he looked real real good um lefty fastball can run up to like 96 97 um has what people were calling the best change up in the braves organization and people kept being like um the slider has potential and i watched a couple of his starts um in the spring in particular i watched him against the red sox uh where he struck out seven in four innings and the slider didn't have potential. It was like really freaking good. Like it got some really ugly swings from guys. So you've got good velocity on a fastball. You've got a real plus changeup, and you've got a slider that has also flashed plus um, on a good team. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, command has been a problem for him throughout the minors, but like if you want just plain raw stuff, like this dude deserves to be rostered in basically every format. Because, I mean, I'm not calling him Spencer Strider, but we just saw his teammate last year go from being unrostered to being one of the better pitchers in all of fantasy because it's talent meets opportunity. And now with Schuster, you have talent meets opportunity. So even if he is half of what gives you half of what Strider did last year, you're still talking about somebody who you start maybe every start, maybe 75% of their starts. And I just think at this point in the year, you should be taking the most talented raw pitchers and putting them on your roster because if it breaks the way you want it to, you've got a major asset. Yeah. You know, that Braves-Nationals game today is a really interesting watch for me. It's one of the key games that I'm watching today, uh, if I have an opportunity to, uh, because of the opposing pitcher who was one of the other guys I was contemplating putting on my list, Mackenzie Gore. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, for anybody listening, uh, key in on that game and, and see what Mackenzie Gore looks like. He did both the 116, uh, you know, stuff plus metric last year. 
Uh, you know, so he does have a ton of talents, you know, top pick. So watching Schuster and watching Gorgo, I, I think uh, would be an interesting watch for your waiver waiver claims tonight. Yeah. And depending on when you listen to this, uh, right as we started recording, I bet Jared Schuster over 4.5 strikeouts, which was at plus 110 on DraftKings. So um, if you still have that opportunity, take a look, check it out. I think uh, that that could hit. Ooh, um, my jump. So that is our quick episode of the the Sunday six. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Samsky NYC. Uh, you can check out my work at rotoballer.com. I've got my Samalski Sunday Tribune coming out here in just a couple of minutes. Um, and you can follow Sammy at believe underscore Sammy on Twitter, where he won't tweet anything. Um, and hope you <laughs> hope you enjoy the rest of your uh, opening weekend of baseball. And we'll be back in the middle of next week to talk uh, talk a little bit more with some more games under our belt. So happy Sunday. Thank you.